0: We're learning life, embracing love, managing marriage, maneuvering in ministry, and managing money. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, hello, whatever time of the day it is for you. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. Listen, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that has subscribed to this channel that has become of this let's talk about it podcast with myself, Tanya Harton. Uh community. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. On this community, uh, if you heard the first um episode you heard about a little bit about me and who i am if you want to learn more about me go to my website tanyaharton.com and you can follow me on all my platforms and all of my posts and videos will give you more detail about me and who i am but of course i'm still going to be sharing more information on this channel for us to get to learn each other and grow together and glow together and go to our next level together in christ listen if you don't know i am a kingdom builder, a kingdom woman, all of that. I love God with all of my heart. Uh, if you don't know, I am a little godly gangster, uh, a little holy hood, but I love God with everything within me. So you may find that out about me. I always tell people I am not the typical pastor's wife. I'm a little bit different. Nothing wrong with any other pastor's wife, but I just know I'm me and I'm a lot different um, in my flavor and in my fragrance and what I carry and what I do. And uh, All these words I'm telling you, I promise you, you'll learn about it later. But with that, uh, again, I want to say thank you for being a part of this. In this podcast, during this podcast, um, my goal is to be real relatable, uh, give you real life issues with real people, uh, but most of all, to be able to show you principles and tools on how to continue this thing called life, right? And how to get to a point of learning to see ourselves through God's eyes and not people, because man, we are a product of God's grace and God's mercy. You'll forever hear me say that. That is one thing I live by, one thing I uh, uh out of all the ministries that I have, you're getting all of this in one wop, right? Uh, with the different things that I do, which you'll share and I'll you'll get more information about that as well. Um the thing that I want to talk about during this podcast is I always want to talk about life, love, marriage, and ministry. One of those topics I will be talking about, and today's topic is about life. I'm talking about life. Uh, and the topic that I'm going to be talking about is how to overcome vision killers. How to overcome vision killers. Uh, this is a topic that I've talked about in the over the years, throughout the years uh, that I've been doing live on social media, YouTube and all of that. But I want to share this with you to my new listeners that are listening. Uh, these are things that I've learned over the years. Of course, I'm going to leave principles with you, but before leaving principles, let me give you, um, a little bit of me. Um, and hopefully you'll see yourself within my, uh, my testimony, my, my trials, my tribulations. Um, that has been a triumphant moment. So I remember back in story time, I guess I could say that story time. I remember back in 2015. Um, and if I fast forward a little bit before that, uh, homeless, you know, trying to identify who I was. And uh, while in that process, I gained a relationship with God, not inside of a church, in my bedroom and at home when I was, uh, didn't have it, I lost my job as well as about to be homeless because my rent was due all of that horrible stuff right and in the midst of that I had no food for three days I always tell people that was my uh come to Jesus moment where I feel like you know just like Jesus three days and he rose again I felt like in those three days something in me was ignited was transformed uh, as well as some things that happened about with that was, you know, God just showing up in my favor and made me realize that I no longer had to serve my mom's God, my grandma's God, but I needed to serve my own God. And in that moment, it was a me and God situation. So fast forward that, then I get married with the white picket fence with my husband and all of this, I thought, right? I thought. And then I get kids along the way. I'm skipping a whole lot. Uh, Now he becomes, goes from being my husband, not really that, you know, don't really have a connection like I did with God, but he was, he had potential. I knew that, right. Uh, Love him dearly. If he's listening my baby, daddy, boyfriend, and all that in a bag of chips, love him. But I realized as I continued the journey, uh, then my husband becomes a minister. He goes from being a minister, youth pastor to, pastoring a church, right? So now we're in the midst of pastoring a church. I started doing a women's ministry, started doing women's retreats, started doing uh, women workshops, started doing all these amazing things. I felt like uh, that I was moving in the purpose and the things that God had called me to do Well, 2014, 15, I started hitting a brick wall. I felt like to myself, is this it? I had a moment. Is this it? Maybe you're there to my listener. Maybe you're there. Is this it? Is this all I'm supposed to do? I thought, okay, oh my God, we're passing a church and people are following us. And this is what I live for is to become a pastor because I grew up in the church right? So I grew up in the church, went to church Monday through Sunday. And then when I left and moved away, I decided, man, I'm not going to church every day. The devil is a lie. I ain't doing that. And I partied from Sunday to Sunday, right? But, you know, in that moment, found the Lord, All that now we're in 2015. And I'm at this moment of stuck. And I'm just like, is this it? Is, is this was the mark that we're supposed to hit is becoming pastors of a church? Well, In that moment of me becoming numb uh, and experiencing things, man, as a pastor's wife, uh, every pastor's wife that's out there listening to me, oh my God, you pour into people, you just go, oh my God, so deep into people and the return and the investment is not so great, right? So I was there at that point, nothing against nobody else, but I just believe it was another awakening moment that the Lord had to do within me. And I had a couple of those over the years. Read my book, There's Power in Your Pain. When you learn to speak life into it, this is when the birthing of my first book began. I had no idea. I did a conference call, there, There's Power in Your Pain. I uh, did not realize two months later that my pain was about to begin. Uh, I experienced some sickness in my body uh, because of some ne- ne- negligent things that I was doing. I hope I said that right. Uh, some things that I was doing that I should not have been doing. And so I believe that God had got to a point to where, okay, if I'm going to elevate you, uh, there's some things that you're going to have to get rid of, uh, had nothing to do with people, but everything to do with, I believe God getting my attention and God allowing the enemy to do in my life, which is what he does. Uh, it's the pattern of God. It is the rhythm of God that he does in our life is to allow some things to happen so that he, can get our attention. Just because you're going through right now does not mean that God is mad at you. Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture where God says he chastised those that he loved. There are some things that he has to do if we want to learn and grow. And in him, there's some things that has to be stripped and ripped and torn from us. And I was at this moment, you got to read the book to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I would just say this, taking some medication that I could, I was taking when I woke up, taking when I went to sleep. And I felt like that this was what I needed in my life. And it, yeah, I look at it like almost like an addiction. It was an addiction to, let me go on and say it so nobody won't think I'm on drugs. It was BC powder. And I was like, oh my God, taking it all the time. And my kidneys, Um, I started, I remember one day walking through the house. We had just moved uh, to another city And walking through the house I remember I broke my toe uh, That was already like uh, And I wear heels So I could not wear heels Because of this And I had to put a boot on my foot And oh it was just horrible So I went from there To where the foot heel Next thing you know um, And also got a call from a prophet That told me that I was about to go through Some things around June Which is my birthday month And I did not receive it at all Okay I did not receive it Mm. I'm drinking coffee so I did not receive it and so July I mean August during think pink conference which is a conference that I did throughout the years um think pink was there's a real uh there's power in your pain when you learn to speak like there's power in your pain uh was the conference and so fast forward October of that year um I started limping and I couldn't walk. I started getting inflammation all over my legs. It was just bad. I was working and, you know, had a great job, making great money, being a helpmate to my husband. While in the midst of that, going through that, um, by October, November, uh, my doctor said that my kidneys were bleeding and they may have they had to get with other colleagues because there were some things going on and they I would, may have to go on dialysis. Um, which I was terrified. I was afraid. And it was so much more. They, they First, they said I had lupus. Then they said I had all these different things. And it come down to it later after going to doctor, after doctor, after doctor. This is what it was. My kidneys were bleeding and they needed to take some. I needed to do some things to get it done. So January, we look up. We're praying all from October until December. I'm fasting, praying, asking God to heal my body uh, Lord, you know, whatever you need me to do, get my attention. I'll do it. Doctor gives me medicine, um, for the kidneys before he gives me the medicine. He said he got with his colleagues. This is around December, January, and he didn't understand how my kidneys were starting to fix themselves. They had started healing on their own. Oh, miracle. Come on here. I didn't need grandma to tell me. Yes, I didn't need grandma to tell me that God was a healer. I knew that God was a healer in my life and he started healing my kidneys. And so here we go. We're in the new year and now, oh my God, I am taking this medicine. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, there is side effects and I cannot come off of the medication that they had given me. This medication had steroids in it. This medication had other things in it that they gave me too much of a dosage and I had to take get off of the dosage slowly. Now, here we are. 2015. I'm on a cane. They are carrying me in church. Uh, I'm still going to church because at this point I have started making a declaration to the Lord that, Lord, for you, I live and for you, I die. God, that whatever you want to teach me. Yeah. I was at that moment of begging. You know, when you, when life hits you, you're like, okay, God, I'm going to do whatever you tell me. I'm going to walk the narrow, straight and narrow. And I'm going to church and I'm showing up at church and I'm on this cane, and everybody's looking at me, and different people are laughing, and different people are have sympathy and empathy, and then there's others that's just like, oh, that's good for her. That's what she get, and you could feel that. And so now I'm at a point of God. It okay, Lord, are you punishing me, Lord? Why me? I go through those moments, all of that, uh, just the typical thing that people go through when life hits. You ask the question, why? You ask the question. You know, are you in? Did I do something wrong? Did I come against your will? All of a sudden. I'm a pastor of a church, and then you decide to do this? Oh, Lord, why? Right? So now I go through the process because I can't do anything about it. If I get off the medication, I'm going to go into a coma. So I might as well just continue the process. Come here. Woo. Can I pause and say, for those of you that don't know, when I say come here, I'm going deeper. I may be going spiritual. I don't know where I'm going, but I feel the Holy Ghost when I say come here. Come here. I realized that I had to trust the process. I was at a moment of trusting God through this process, man. And the process didn't feel good. It didn't look good, the outer side of me. But here's the thing. God set it up to where I had I had vision that was still coming forth. I had vision that I already put in place before I got sick. I had vision. God gave me vision to do things. Are you in a moment where God has given you vision? Mm. Mm-hmm. But everything in front of you looks like it is impossible. I'm about to preach a sermon this, this, this week titled, from impossible to possible. Do it look impossible? Does it look like you cannot do this? Does it look like, but you have vision though. God gave you the idea. He gave you the date. He gave you the time. He gave you when to do this particular thing, but you set it on the shelf and you didn't want to do it. My question to you is who are you listening to in this season? to birth that thing out, who are you talking to? Oh, we gonna talk, we gonna talk, let's, let's. <sighs> so I found out that during that process that I started uh, writing my book. Um, I started writing, I started journaling to the Lord. I've been journaling since I was 19 years old uh, and I still journal today. Uh, I created a journal, come your glory. You are talking about God would turn your pain into purpose. I created a journal, but this is what I found out that during that process, That there was a lot of things. Even though I wrote the book, I had the book ready. The book was ready in my hand. But there was some things that was blocking me and stopping me. And what I want to talk to you about is vision killers. What are those things that you have put on the shelf and you said that God told you to do this and you keep sleeping about it. You keep thinking about it. Every time you walk around, this is the conversation that you're having with other people. Let's talk about it. Vision killers. I want to share with you eight vision killers that I uh, went through during that time, um, and I continue even now in my now moment go through. So I hope I'm helping myself as I'm helping you as we are creating these principles. There are eight principles that I want to share with you. This is what I want to say before I even say that. Uh, I learned for someone that you get in your feelings. When you get in your feelings, you go to failure. When you have principles, you're able to do purpose. Listen, I want to tell you, man, I want to share with you these principles. Don't get in your feelings. Just kind of walk with me and let's grow together. The first vision killer is the adversary himself, the adversary himself, which is the devil that will stop you. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his job. He's doing his. (laughs) But here's the thing that God has given something to us that is so unique, which is a fingerprint, which is a uniqueness, which is a difference from anyone else. He's given us that. And we have the power to trade over the enemy. The enemy does his job. But my question is, what do we do? Do we do ours? He started in the beginning with Eve. Come here, glory. He started in the beginning with Eve. Eve's adversary, distractions, delay, denial, disconnection was the adversary. The adversary does everything he can to disconnect you, to discombobulate you, and to give you discomfort about the very thing that God has told you to do. Yes, he does. This is a vision killer. This will stop you from doing your divine purpose. This will stop you from thriving in your purpose. This will stop you from taking your vision off of the shelf. Yes, it will. It'll stop you. It will stop you from moving into the things that God has called you to do. Vision killer. That's why I was. I was stuck and I was stagnated. I heard the Lord say, write a book. I heard God say, do something. I heard God say, start a YouTube page. I heard him say it, but I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not equipped for that. Nobody in my family didn't wrote no book before. Maybe it's someone, nobody in your family has done this before, but God is telling you, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Come here. Let's talk. Mm. This coffee is good to me. Okay. Second vision killer is negative thinking. Negative thinking. What kind of conversations are you having with yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're a failure? Are you telling yourself that you will fail? Are you telling yourself, well, because I've made all these mistakes or because of my past failures, people are not going to listen to me. That's what I thought. I thought, you know, who's going to listen to me? Because I felt that I had done all that I could within the four walls of my church. Which I found out that was not the case. It's just that God had me called to them. And sometimes people that are called to you and always around you, uh, they can become numb to your ears. Come here, Pastor Wives. Uh, but I found out too that those that are assigned to me are assigned to me, and those that are not were not. And so I found out too that I just didn't want to do things in the four walls of the church. I kept feeling the nudge to help other women because other women started connecting with me outside of my church. But I felt like I was, and it was more for me to do, but I didn't want to cause strife. I didn't want for other women to be like in my church, be, you know, have jealousy of the no matter what, all that all of that still happened. Period. It did not matter. It did not matter. It was just that I needed to do what God called me to do. I felt an unction, a tugging of others that was connected to me, that I had experience for, I had wisdom for. Can I pause and park right here and tell you that your wisdom equals experience? You gotta have some experience in order to help other people because we are the salt of the earth. And I'm also reminded of the scripture that says, we are delivered by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Our testimony is what it is. All right, second thing is negative thinking because I don't wanna keep you long, negative thinking. Even though you may not have enough vision for your, for your enough money for your vision. Is, is that what's happening? You? And you're not stepping out on faith because the Bible says that a faith is the size of a mustard seed. All you need is a little bit of faith. I can't wait to share with you how my husband and I, I'm going to bring him on. Started our business, man. It was nothing but a faith journey, faith journey and not my, and, and not, um, uh, I, I would say not, but being okay with falling forward, being okay with falling forward. Oh, so through that I look back at the fact that if I would have not started the Women of Destiny, which is a ministry that I founded, if I wouldn't have started Mother Daughter Breakfast, which was another ministry that I founded, Woman to Woman Real Talk, another ministry I founded, a Think Peak Conference. This was all before two thousand fifteen. I had to realize that those are the things that I did and God gave me to do and I did it and it was successful. So the next level scared me. And these are the vision killers that, that negative thinking, well, even though they, that that worked, maybe this is not going to work. I'm already going through double hockey sticks with these ministries. Are you sure, Lord? Cause I'm not really feeling this no more. Not that I'm switching or I'm changing, but if I do it, I want to do it on a bigger scale. Right. I want to be able to help other women. But if I wouldn't have done those things, the people that were a part of those things would not have had had the impact that was necessary. Remind you, I'm still doing those things. Well, during the pandemic, a lot of that I don't do. I still got Women of Destiny. Uh, My Woman to Woman Real Talk has been transformed into Let's Talk About It podcast. You understand me? Just a little bit different, a little bit flavor. Uh, I'm still writing books. I've written eight books. It's just been cultivated differently in a different way. Capitalized a little bit better, right? Number three, the vision killer of ourselves. We are our own vision killers. There's two people that's within us we currently carry. It's the person that was created, that we were created to be, and the person that we currently are. It's the person that we're created to be, and the person that we currently are, I'm not saying nobody's bipolar, does not what I'm saying, but who you currently are is who you are and everything that you've experienced this far has been amazing, but it's going to be connected to your destiny, where you're going. Everything that you experience, everything I experienced from all the retreats, all the, man, I'm capitalizing that on other levels That's going to other levels, but I'm using every tool and everything that I've learned throughout the years to be able to do what I do in my business and in my women's ministry to take it to the next level. Listen, your history is connected to your destiny. Who you are currently now is connected to who you're going to be. Embrace that. Don't be your own vision killer to where you don't feel like that you're enough and you have doubt, you have fear, you have unbelief about you. If you don't believe in you, who's going to believe in you? All right. Number four, four vision killers. Number four is procrastination. Procrastination. Procrastination is a vision killer. You know what? And I'm going to stop here and we're going to do a part two because I don't want this to be too long. Part two. So this is part one of vision killers. Number four, procrastination is a vision killer. Many of us put off what we could do today to tomorrow. We put off what we can do today to tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get it done tomorrow. I do it every time. Procrastination. The thing about procrastination, we got to understand what procrastination really, really means. Procrastination means the action of delaying or postponing something. The action of delaying or postponing something, stating that we're going to do it later. We're not going to do it now. We're going to do it later. Many of us experience procrastination, man. We experience procrastination and procrastination will cause us to be paralyzed spiritually. It will cause us to be paralyzed spiritually. Why? Because either we're waiting for validation, we're waiting for people approval, or we're waiting for people applauses. We're waiting for people to applause us, people to approve us, and people to validate us. When all... All we really need is God's validation, God's approval. That's it. Nobody else's. So I felt like in that moment, I was in a moment of, I had the adversities before me. I had negative thinking before me. I had uh, the negative, negative self-talk to myself. I guess you could say that's a vision killer as as myself. I, I was, I was, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough experience to go and help people on YouTube or on social media. I'm not going to be able to do that. I procrastinated for a long time. But here's the thing. I procrastinated when I started the Women of Destiny. It took me a year before I started Women of Destiny. Our church started in 2010. I started Women of Destiny in 2011. I procrastinated. My husband told me to do it in 2010. I said, no, that is not for me because I do not like dealing with women. But I procrastinated. And that whole year... Oh my God, I felt like was the worst first year of pastoring ever because, oh my God, my, my first lady told me, my spiritual mother, Lady Gail Woodard, she told me, daughter, don't let nobody else come through that church and start a women's ministry. And lo and behold, it started happening. And ugh, it was just an uncomfortable feeling. And then God was tugging on my heart. I couldn't sleep. I had a notepad on the side of my bed. And I will write different things down that the Lord gave me topics, and different things for me to talk about. Come here. Oh, let's talk about it. And I'm gonna come back and talk about the next four. i I'm gonna, We're gonna do that. It's gonna be right here. You can go and listen to it after this. Listen, I realized now that then God was creating me to build content and I had no idea. And I was procrastinating the very thing that God wanted me to do. It was when I said yes and gave him a true yes, that God, yes, I'm going to start this women's ministry. He gave me the name in the ministry. He gave me the vision. The vision for women of destiny is to see yourself through God's eyes and not people. That's the motto. I'm sorry. I forgot the vision, but the motto, I know the vision, but it's written down somewhere, but that's the motto of it. And it has continued to be the model for this vision, for this ministry, for the women of destiny ministry that has now been spoken to those all over the world, right? Because they watch my YouTube channel, they're in my Facebook groups, um, or they're listening to me now. You understand me? But procrastination almost made me paralyzed to where another woman in my ministry started the process of getting with other women trying to start a ministry. The very thing my spiritual mother, someone with wisdom told me, daughter, start the ministry. What are you waiting on? and I refused to listen I was just like no but I remember driving down the road one day because of procrastination and we were living in our first home and I drove by a lake and I remember I could not breathe I started having a panic attack and I was "Ah, ah, ah, ah." I could not breathe it was like I didn't know what was going on but I felt like I was panicking and I heard the Lord so clearly and said, are you not going to submit to your man of God, your pastor? Ooh, to every pastor wife that's listening to me, come here. I almost had a hiss fit, And I told the Lord, yes, with tears streaming down my eyes. And I started that ministry the next month, October 2011. No, May. I had a conference in May, but I started October, 2011. I had that conference that next May, October, 2011. I started that ministry and I have not looked back since. There has so much that has been birthed out in that ministry. If I would not have done that, I would not have been able to see the transformation and the lives of so many women that have been connected to women of destiny. Regardless Let me pause and say this real quick. Give this disclaimer. Regardless, if they're not a part of it anymore, that was a moment that they were. And that impact, you could never take away. It's always branded. The connection that was made through that ministry. It was not my doing, but it was God's doing. God said, start the ministry. And not only did it... Impact other women, but it impacted me. It changed me, man. As I was changing, these women were changing. As they were changing, I was changing. It was like a domino effect, man. I'm telling you, it was life changing for me, and it still is. Cause those that are connected to me still, oh my God, we're growing. It, it's not the same from 2011, 2015, 2017, 2018. Different ministry. We just did a whole four week. Uh, transformation of from purpose to pain. I mean, from purpose to uh, purpose in 2023, I think. Purpose in 2023, I just did that th- the first month of June. Over 20 some women joined this thing. I didn't even realize all these women are still a part of my ministry. And I thank God for it. And we were able to go on this journey, man. I was able to connect with these women. Man, it was life-changing, man. They're starting businesses. They're doing, huh, life-changing. But if I would have procrastinated, if you would procrastinate, you don't need to. Move out into the things that God told you to do. You never have, you never know whose life will be changed because of the vision that God gave you. Don't let that be a vision killer. Listen, we're gonna come back and talk about part two because I don't want this to be too long. Get ready for part two. Go ahead and listen to it. Thank you for rocking out and being a part of this podcast. Until next time, let's rock out.